Christian and Sandy homesick yet? Uh, Jackson Sargent is homesick. Anna Rush is up, still up at. She's up at the bridge now, so she's she's back in her in her room. So that's good news. I don't know of anyone else. Uh, no one did me any. So we have a announcement about the Dorcas and Timothy class. So listen, young people and parents. Next Sunday, you need to bring some money for lunch. They're going to go out for lunch. So bring a... I couldn't get the, them girls to pay for all them lunches, but anyway, if you'll bring some money for lunch, y'all going to go out to eat, and then you're going to go to Third Sunday singing, okay? So that's where we are on that. Uh, let's see. Get a bulletin. If you, don't, if you haven't gotten one, get one, and um, look at the upcoming events. I won't go over all of them. But um, anyway, if you'll do that, stay abreast of what's going on in the congregation. Uh, also, um, there is a sheet, though, up in the foyer for the upcoming canoe trip. So you need to sign up on that if you're going. That's all. Y'all do good bulletins, don't you? You do get one, right? When you go out or come in. So do that because there's things in there you need to know, and I'm not going to go over all of them like we did this morning, okay? So get your bulletin and read it. Um, we have a guest speaker tonight. Brother Jones is here. He does uh, mission work in Guatemala, I believe. Is that right? Okay. And so we're glad to have him with us. And so he's going to be our speaker for tonight. Uh, Roman Fleming is going to do the leading the singing tonight. Tim Wright is going to have the opening prayer. And Derek Perdue is going to have the closing prayer. And you're to pray for the food that you're going to have. Having a youth thing downstairs, right? Okay and anybody else that wants to stay. So, but bring some food. Oh, we gonna announce that tonight? Well, Chad, okay. You knew, Chad said I'd be the one that he could, he'd be the trouble for. No, we are really tickled. I told Chad, he, Chad and, uh, Mina, I was going to remember that name, but I didn't. And uh, and Levi, they wanted to place membership with us here, and uh, we're glad to have him. He he said he I I'd be the one maybe that would protest it, but I told him I wanted him seven years ago. I didn't know why we didn't get him, but or maybe longer. But we we know Chad, and uh, we. I've always appreciated him and his life for Christ. 
and his family now, so we have them, and we're glad to have them with us. So Sunday, we'll do this again, okay, Chad? So everybody, so everybody will get to know you. All right, let's go to God in prayer. Father, we're thankful for the day and for the blessing that you give us. We're so thankful, dear God, that you allow us to be your children, to call you our brother, I mean our Lord, and call Jesus our brother. And Lord, Father, we are so thankful that we have the blessings that you've given to us in life, but we pray that we use those blessings to bring glory and honor to your name. We pray, dear God, that you would help us in our walk of life, that we would be the example that we should be for those around about us, that we would teach our families to love you and to, to love your kingdom, to be attentive to your word. We pray that as we listen to Brother Jones tonight, that we might uh, become appreciative for the work that he does and for the, the uh, things that go on uh, in mission fields around the world. We're so thankful, dear God, that we can go, that we have the means by which we can go and help other people know your will and to uh, encourage them to stay faithful unto you. We pray that our congregation will do that. We're thankful to have Chad and Mina with us and Levi, and we pray, dear God, that we will be an encouragement to them, and they will be to us, that we might uh, help each other make it to be with you when this uh, life is over here. I ask you to forgive us of our sins. Be with us through this service. In Jesus' name, amen. Now, we've got to be realistic. Chad and Mina coming is amazing, but everybody wants Levi. That's, that's the draw, is everybody wants Levi, and Chad and Mina came with him. <laughs> As is with every baby and their parents. So, All right, we'll sing, There is Sunshine in My Soul. Shine in my soul today, more glory. Peaceful. 
song before opening prayer would be the Glory Land Way. I'm in the way the Heavenly Father, we come to thee this time, Father, in the humblest manner that we have learned how, thanking thee, Father, for this opportunity that we have to come to thee in prayer, Father, to make our wants and wishes known and to thank thee, Father, for the things that you have done for us and blessed us with. Father, we're so thankful for this first day of the week. We're thankful, Father, for the measure of health that you have given each one of us to assemble here, Father, in this building that you have provided for us. And we're so grateful, Father, for all the blessings of life. And we pray, Father, that as we worship thee this hour, Father, that we can clear our minds of worldly things, that we can tune our minds to spiritual things, Father, and that our worship to thee might be pleasing and acceptable in thy sight, Father. And we may 
magnify your great and wonderful name. Our Father in heaven, we are so grateful for all the blessings of life, for everything that you give us here to use in this world while we're here on this earth. And we pray, Father, that we might use the things that you give us wisely and according to your will, Father, and help us to share the abundance of blessings that we have with others who are less fortunate than we. And help us to always remember, Father, that all these things do come from thee and are only ours to enjoy while we're here upon this earth. Our Heavenly Father, we come at this time thanking you so much for the spiritual blessings that you give us for Jesus and for what he means to us as our Savior and our Redeemer. And we're so thankful, Father, for his example and for his life and the years that he spent here upon this earth and his teachings and for his words, Father, that we have recorded in your word. And we're just so grateful, Father, for his example and for what he means to us. And we're so grateful, Father, that he was willing to give of his life upon the cross, Father, that he bore our sins upon Calvary's cross and shed his blood. And we're so grateful, Father, for that and his willingness to do that and for your willingness to offer your son as a sacrifice for our sins. And we're so thankful, Father, that not only did he die, but on the third day that he arose and that he appeared before many, Father, and that he ascended into heaven as your right hand, Father, interceding for us this very hour. And we're so thankful, Father, for Jesus and for what he means to us and for what he continues to do for us. And we pray, Father, we might ever look to him and to his example and we might pattern our own lives after him, Father, as we may ever look to him as the author and finisher of our faith. Our Heavenly Father, at this time, we are so thankful for the church that he purchased with the shedding of his blood. We're thankful, Father, for the congregation here at Fountainhead, and we ask a blessing, Father, upon the elders and deacons and the ministers as they labor here, Father, that you might be with these men, that you will bless them and their families, Father, as they labor for you and as they serve this congregation here. And we pray, Father, that much good will come from their efforts, and their efforts might be fruitful, Father, in your name. Our Heavenly Father, we are mindful of those of our number and even the world over, Father, that we don't even know about, especially the names, Father, that are mentioned here in our announcements this hour as being sick, those who are shut in. We pray, Father, that you might be with them and bless them with a measure of their health, Father, being keeping with your will. And we're so grateful, Father, for those who have been sick that you have blessed them with their health. And we're indeed grateful for that, Father, and pray that you would continue to be with them and bless them and strengthen them in the days ahead. Our Father, we're mindful of those who may even be in our audience tonight who are spiritually sick, Father, either as a wayward child or one who is yet to render obedience into the gospel call and to be buried in baptism for their mission or their sins. We pray, Father, that something could be said or done that would cause them, Father, to put Christ on in baptism or to 
repent of unforgiven sin, whatever, Father, it needs to be done to make their life right before thee. We pray, Father, that they would do so before it's eternally too late with them. Our Father, we're so grateful tonight to have Brother Jones with us, and we pray for him, Father, and for the work that he is involved in in Guatemala, and we pray, Father, for all the missionaries, all those, Father, who are on foreign fields or even in this country. Father, we know that the fields are wide and laborers are few, and we just pray, Father, that you might be with those men who are trying to preach and teach and spread your word. We pray, Father, that if there are obstacles that are standing before them, Father, that they could be removed, that they would be allowed to present your word and its truth and its simplicity and that it might penetrate the hearts of many, Father, that would cause them to be baptized, Father, for the mission of their sins. We pray, Father, that you might be with each one of us as missionaries in our own communities, Father, those that we come in contact with, that we might ever have Jesus in our mind and hearts, but also on our lips, Father, that we would never pass up an opportunity to tell others about the gospel of Jesus and his saving power through being obedient to his word. Our Heavenly Father, at this time, we pray that you might be with each one of us in our daily lives. Father, help us to determine to serve you each and every day, Father, to the best of our ability, that we might ever remember Jesus and his example, Father, that we might strive to pattern our own lives after him as much as we possibly can, that through the way that we live and the things that we do and say, Father, that others might see that we're different from the world, that they too would be constrained to glorify thee. Our Father in heaven, we pray now that you might be with us as we go on throughout the further exercise of this service. We know, Father, that we are human and that we are sinful and that we often sin and fall short of your glory. And we pray, Father, for the forgiveness of these sins and shortcomings as we repent of them and help us, Father, to Forgive others as they trespass against us as well. For we know, Father, that if we can't forgive others, that you will not forgive us. Be with us, Father, and bless us. And we pray, Father, that you always uphold us in the things that we attempt to do that are good and right in your sight. Defeat us, Father, in those things that we do that are wrong. Pray, Father, that in the end, if we've been found faithful, we pray for a home within heaven. This we pray in Jesus' name. Amen.
and speaks to us tonight. The elders have asked me to introduce him a little bit. Um, I got the privilege of meeting Hawatha Jones at the Juno Church of Christ in West Tennessee where I used to work as the youth minister and I uh, got to hear a lot of, about his work there. Um, and I think tonight you're going to be uh, pleased with what he has to say. He does a lot of great work in, in Guatemala. Um, and, you know, when he goes through his presentation, as, as I saw when, I, when he went through it at the Juno Church of Christ, again, um, it's excellent. He does a lot of great work, and it's inspiring um, to see all the things that he does for the kingdom. Um, so give him your attention tonight. Um, you know, be with him. Keep him in your prayers as, as he does his work. Um, I know I'm looking forward to hearing what he has to say, and, and I hope you are too. So I know you don't want to hear me speak. So without further ado, Hawatha Jones. Good evening, church. Let's try that again. Good evening, church. All right, you're supposed to be asleep after the presentation, not uh, before the presentation starts. I am still trying to get my nerves together because this morning I was up in Worthington, uh, Kentucky, just right outside of Louisville, and everybody was kind of confused exactly how much time it was going to take for me to drive here. So. I am driving down here thinking I'm going to be late, I'm going to be late, I'm not going to get there in time. They start at 5, and then I found out there's an hour's difference between here and there, and nobody had told me it was a better hour, they just told me it was an hour's difference, so I said, oh, I've lost that hour, so I'm definitely going to be late. So I'm driving, 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 I said, they don't know who I am, they don't like me already, they're not going to like me when I get there, it's not going to go well, and, and so I drove and drove and drove, and I get down here, my GPS takes me the wrong way, so I'm I'm driving, I'm lost out there, and already thinking I'm going to blow this whole presentation tonight. Then I pull up here to the church building. I pull up here, and I looked at the clock. The clock says 4.30, and I see all of those cars already out there. So I said, they've already started. They're going to be leaving by the time I get inside. It's all over. It's all blown already. And so then I walked in and found out you were having another meeting, so I'm still trying to Calm down right now, so please be with me. And if I say if I say something that's 
weird or something like that. It's only because I'm still kind of nervous, okay? So when I'm here and I said, I've got to get there. I've got to give the presentation. I want to convince them that it's a good work. I want to convince them that I'm a good person and, and I'm going to start off bad to even begin with. So here we are. No, I bring you greetings tonight. I bring you greetings from the Church of Christ located in Linda Vista, Villanueva, Guatemala, where we have an opportunity to work on a full-time basis. And I am privileged uh, that you've given me the opportunity tonight to come and present the work here. And as we go through this, as we go through the presentation, kind of showing you how the Lord has blessed the work in 2017 and showing you some of the things uh, that took place, hopefully will encourage you to want to come to Guatemala. We want to come and, and be a part uh, of the work there. And so I am going to give you several opportunities as we go through the presentation. I'm going to say, here's an opportunity where you can come and be a part of the work. And I hope some of you will be excited enough to say, I'll come, okay? Because what I'm going to do is every time I, after this lesson, after the presentation tonight, I am going to be doing a short invitation, okay? But every time I give you an opportunity to volunteer to come to Guatemala, if I don't get somebody to volunteer, it will add 45 minutes on to the lesson tonight. <laughs> and you laugh now, okay? <laughs> It will add 45 minutes on to the lesson. And so I said that one time before a congregation, and, and I said, if I don't get a volunteer, it's going to add 30 minutes on to the lesson. So the first time I said, how many will come? The whole congregation raised their hand. So that doesn't work, okay? So let's, uh, let's go to Guatemala. Tonight, I live in the country of Guatemala, and it's, it's, it's Guatemala, Guatemala, Central America, not Guadalajara. And I'm going to show you as we begin the presentation tonight just where, where Guatemala is located. It's the very first country. Now, maybe I'm confused. I don't know. I'm seeing two things on here. Are you seeing two things up there? Then what do you see up there? So I'll kind of, you just see the word. Okay. I don't know what it's okay. What's that? Okay, I'm from Guatemala, and I'm already confused, and here we go. Okay, no problem. Okay, Guatemala, and I'm going to take you there somehow or another. And it's uh, the very first country as you come into Central America. Okay, Guatemala. Everybody say that, Guatemala. Okay, not, not again, Guadalajara. I, I did the presentation one time, and what, this, we started off by telling people where it is because one lady came up to me after the presentation, and she said, Brother Jones, so you work in Guatemala? And I said, yes, ma'am, I do. She says, well, you know, I have always wanted to go to Africa. <laughs> yeah. I told her, go. <laughs> I'm not there, but have a good time. Let me know what it's like. Okay, but Guatemala. Guatemala is a country land-wise, about the size of the state of Utah. We have about 17 million people in the country. 17 million, about 5 million of those live in the capital city. At one time, it was illegal to be anything other than a Catholic in Guatemala. About 150 years or so ago, they changed that. They allowed the first Protestant missionary to come into the country, a Lutheran missionary. 1959, according to record, was the first missionaries from the Churches of Christ. And so we um, were kind of following uh, in their footsteps as we work in, in the capital city of Misco. Now, Guatemala is, is a country where 
you see a lot of things that's really different than what you see in the United States. This guy here, we were driving down the street and we got past him and Byron looked at me. Byron said, did I just see what I think I saw? And so we turned around and went back and we said, can we get a picture? Because just telling you about it, you would never believe it. And when we got a picture of him, he says, make sure you get my logo. That's what we want to get is your <laughs> logo. Okay, but language bloopers. And here's an, another one right here where this young man has a shirt on. He doesn't know what it says. It says, I haven't met Mr. Right yet. Okay, <laughs> but I've met Mr. Rude, Mr. Crude, and Mr. Merritt. And so just the things we see on, a, on an everyday basis there in Guatemala. I am going to introduce you to some of my co-workers and also at this time I ask you for some special prayer requests. In this picture you'll see uh, <clears throat> the lady dressed in red, that's uh, Nishana uh, Byron, her husband standing next to, next to her. We've been in Guatemala now uh, 18 years and uh, she uh, is, uh, Nishana, I ask you to keep her in your prayers, okay? She's been suffering with uh, various uh, health problems, so uh, pray for her. Standing next to me is another one of our co-workers, but he is from Guatemala, and that's Anibal Ramirez, his lovely wife Damaris, uh, three, their, three, their three daughters. Uh, Brother Anibal, a couple of years ago, was diagnosed with hepatitis A and hepatitis C. Uh, it came from a gunshot wound that he received several years ago from a blood transfusion after having the gunshot wound. 2017 was a very rough year for Brother Anibal. And so we're going to ask you to please, uh, please keep Brother Newall in your prayers, but it's an honor uh, to work with him. Also, uh, while we're in prayer requests, so this is my family. Some of my family came to Guatemala to visit, as well as Byron's family. And uh, my sister, just a few months ago, was diagnosed with cancer. And so I ask you to keep her, and she's the one on the very top step in purple. Her name is Gail, and uh, she lives over in West Tennessee in Lexington, uh, so keep her in your prayers. Another one of our co-workers, uh, this is Brother Dalvin Alvarez. He's the minister with the church in Coban, which is about four and a half hours from the capital city. He's had some cardiac problems, uh, so please uh, keep uh, Brother Dalvin in your prayers. Brother Dalvin was actually here in the United States. Uh, he was in the town of Morristown up in East Tennessee and uh, wanted to learn English. There was a gentleman that wanted to learn Spanish and ended up teaching him the gospel. And after teaching him the gospel, Darwin uh, returned to Guatemala, and now we have the privilege of working with him. I'm going to share with you several things that's taken place in 2017, and again, encourage you to try, if possible, to come and be with us for some events in 2018. 2017, we had our eighth annual ITL. ITL is our preacher school. Uh, we had our eighth annual lectureship. Uh, that was in March, and normally we start off with what we call the President's Banquet on Thursday night. Uh, you'll come in on a Thursday. Uh, the President's Banquet is Thursday night, and then uh, on Friday we have an excursion. I'm pushing this thing, and it's not moving, so I'm having to just talk, and, and there we, is it moving now? Okay, there we go. And so it's, it's a good lineup. It's a good opportunity uh, for you to come and just be a part of a lectureship. Uh, we have some special guests this past year from Tennessee, uh, from over in Lexington, Tennessee, brother, uh, brother and sister Waymire and brother and sister Sarles. We also had a special announcement that we were able to make. We've been trying to raise funds to bring Benjamin Montejo 
on as one of the full-time teachers of the school. We were finally able to do that, and uh, this past March, it was announced that he is our uh, fifth uh, instructor of the school, and we're glad to have him there. Brother Benjamin actually did some of his studies here in Tennessee, in, uh, in, uh, East, at East Tennessee School of Preaching up in East Tennessee, and so he is bilingual. In fact, he's trilingual. He speaks English, he speaks Spanish, he also speaks one of the Maya dialects, and so we are privileged to have him to be a part of the school. Now, in this picture here, you just see we have representation of people from a lot of places at the lectureship. Uh, in this picture, representation from uh, the United States, from Panama, from El Salvador, uh, from, uh, from Peru, from various places. But now what are they standing in front of? A McDonald's, yeah. This McDonald's is located in Antigua, Guatemala, okay? And it is probably one of the most pretty McDonald's that you'll ever see in your life. And when you walk through those doors, you see something that is very, very, very fascinating. And the next slide, you thought I was going to show you that didn't you what's inside. No, you got to come to Guatemala if you want to see the inside of that McDonald's. And so I promise we will take you there. But the lectureship, it is in English, it's in Spanish. You will be blessed if you can come and be a part of it. This past year's theme, a lot of time when you go to New Testament, you hear Jesus saying, you have heard, but I say unto you. And so the theme was the difficult sayings of Jesus as we dealt with those things that Jesus said when he said, I say unto you. Good lineup of speakers this past year. Uh, Danny Petrillo from uh, Bear Valley in Denver. We had speakers from Louisiana, from El Salvador, classes inside, uh, classes outside. Uh, this gentleman here is actually from Costa Rica, classes for the children. So it's, very, it's, a, it's a time where you can come and you can be uplifted as you worship God and as you spend time with the church family. And everything, again, is in English and in Spanish, so you don't miss a beat. Now here's the first invitation. March, and I know it's coming up pretty quickly, March the 22nd through the 26th. I checked on plane tickets this morning from Nashville. What do you fly out of? If you, Nashville, I checked on, they're still very reasonably priced, okay? So there's no excuse for you to say, no, the plane tickets are too high, we can't come. We're going to be having our 10th anniversary of the school. We're going to be having our ninth ITL lectureship, and we're going to be having our fourth graduation from the school. And that's March the 22nd through the 26th. So here we go. How many of you will come in March for the lectureship? Oh, no problem. I got time. No problem. That's fine. <laughs> Yeah, I'm all right. Okay. No, seriously, if you can get away, you will be blessed to come and be a part of it. I'm going to take you now real quickly from the capital city up to San Cristobal. Uh, this is a closer map of the country of Guatemala, and you can see the big area at the top. Uh, that's where all of the Maya ruins are located from the Maya Indians. Very, very few people live there, but a whole lot of tourists uh, go through that area. The top blue part is called Alta Verde Paz. That's, a, that's an area of about one million souls. Up until 2009, uh, there was no congregation of the Church of Christ in that area. And we were blessed to be able to plant a church in Coban. 2011, when our first class graduated from ITL, from our preacher school, uh, several of them stayed together as a group and they went and started to work in San Cristobal. 
And Brother Wilder here is pictured with his wife and two of their children, uh, pictured here with, uh, with Snishana. And uh, he is still the minister of the church in San Cristobal. I say still the minister, and you'll understand that in just a moment. The, the church plant there was actually a church plant of the school. And so they're still working very hard. We go up periodically and, and check on them and, and work with them. This past summer, we went up to uh, Alta Verde Paz, uh, the five staff members from the school. We were not there on a Sunday nor a Wednesday, and so therefore, but they had special services while we were there. The work in San Cristobal is going very well, very well. They have about 45 or so in attendance and several children. Brother Wilder is doing a great work. Since then, they have started a brand new work in Las Pacayas. Las Pacayas is located about 30 minutes or so from San Cristobal if you have, if you have a car. Las Pacayas is not out there. Las Pacayas is out there, way out there, okay? They have no running water. They have no electricity, no modern uh, uh, amenities that you and I are accustomed to. Yet Abner went out there and planted a work. This little building uh, that you see right here is where one of the new converts lives. And he allows that open area right there to become the meeting place for the church. And so they have seen several baptisms and, and so the work in Las Pacayas is going well. Here is the church family, part of the members there. Again, this was during the week and so uh, they had a special service uh, while we were there. You can see Brother Abner up in the back corner standing next to Snishana. Uh, he and his wife, Mercedes, but they're doing a super work. Since then, They've planted a new work, and this work is in Santa Cruz, Alta Verde Paz. It's about 30 minutes or so from San Cristobal as well, and so we had an opportunity to go there uh, to meet with uh, Brother Francisco, his wife, Erminia. At one time, they were the only two members at San Cristobal. Now, Francisco told me, and he tells Byron, every time we come to the States, we are to tell the brethren here, hello from Francisco, okay? So, hello, okay? And I want you all to do this number right here. Okay, that way I can tell Francisco that you sent your greetings as well. He told me to also tell his brothers and sisters here that even though he might not meet a lot of you face to face, one day you will all meet in heaven. And I thought, how special. And he says, and tell them in heaven there will not be a language barrier. And I thought, wow, Francisco, he's getting this. And he says, because everybody's going to speak Spanish, okay? <laughs> so, yeah, that's what he said. So if you're planning to go to heaven and you don't speak Spanish, you need to be working on that. But Francisco is doing a super work there in San Cristobal. Again, as I stated earlier, they were the only two members when they started it. Now they have about 15 people that are worshiping with them, not including the children. And so we had an opportunity. They did a special service again for us while we were there. Keep in mind, 2008, no congregation of the Lord's Church. And here we are today, 2018, and there are four congregations there, four growing congregations are working very well together, graduates of our school, and we're very, very proud of those work. Keep Alta Verde Paz in your prayers. How many of you are familiar with the Future Preachers, I mean, a, a Future Preachers Camp? 
Okay, they have them here in the States, and that's where they get young men, young boys together. And the goal is to try to encourage them to be full-time workers one day in the kingdom. And uh, we had an opportunity uh, of, of having uh, our fourth one uh, this year, and, and we, our goal is to have 50 campers. And so we had a total of 43, uh, 43 young men. We, uh, we ran a campground. And here you can see uh, some of the young men. We, we, we teach them how to do outlining. We teach them how to do sermons. We teach them to lead singing, how to read scripture, how to do just about everything that a preacher uh, is called upon to do. Several people from the ch uh, churches here in the States, individuals, in fact, that's one of my contacts uh, uh, with, uh, with you here. Uh, somebody sending funds to help uh, a couple of years ago with one of our uh, future preacher camps. And, and again, we teach them everything we know, practically. And here I am, I'm actually teaching them how to use, um, how to use illustrations in a sermon. And we teach them how to baptize. And, and we've learned a lot with the group. When you teach them how to baptize, uh, we've learned you don't use real water. You simulate it because we tried the real water thing and they put them under but don't bring them back up. So that just, we learned that that one doesn't work. We divide them into two groups. We divide them into the Timothy group and the Titus group, older group, younger group. Brother Dalvin is in charge of the younger guys. They work all week developing an eight to 10 minute lesson because the following Sunday as we close out the camp, two of them are gonna be selected to be the preachers for the Sunday morning assembly. And they are excited about that. They work, they work very, very hard. Here they are working, uh, working also with their, with their counselors. What do you have to do when you get this many young men together? You got to feed them and you got to feed them well. They let you know if you don't. And so Snashana actually headed up the kitchen uh, with six other sisters. It's not all work. They get to get out and they get to play. Uh, they play here. They're playing volleyball. Uh, they also play the sport that we call football that you hear you call soccer. And they often ask me, they'll say, Brother Hi. Why is it you guys call it football in the States when you only touch the ball with your foot one time during the game? I can't explain that. I told them just because we're from the States and we can do that, okay? And so, but here we are, they're playing, they're playing volleyball, uh, games on the inside. We even take these guys bowling. And these guys, a lot of them have never left their village before. This is the first time they're out of their village. And so some of them will travel as far as eight hours from near the Mexico border uh, to come down and to, to be a part of the camp. So it's exciting taking them to, to bowling. And you have to teach them certain things that you never thought about having to teach somebody. One of them is we took the, the very first time we took the group bowling, we learned you have to teach the guys when you bowl, you do it like this. You don't do it like that, okay? And some of them decided that's how they would bowl. Other ones decided that those pins were absolutely too far away to try to hit with a little ball. It's just as easy to walk down there and kick them all down. And so we had some to do that as well. So it's exciting taking them bowling. And so, but then we, we, we did it. It's not an evangelism tool. But yet, it's inevitable when you're teaching people how to do studies, how to uh, preach, how to look up scriptures. Some of them are come. <clears throat> excuse me. Some of them are going to come to the conclusion that they're not Christians. This year, this past year, we had seven of them. Seven of them reached the conclusion, and we had an opportunity of watching them become Christians. 
Some of them are coming from congregations where the preacher has to do everything. So it's definitely a privilege to watch these young men grow and to watch them go back and watch them be part of the congregation. And we're hearing very good things about the work that these, that these young men are doing back in their congregations as a result of the Future Preachers Camp. Here they are on, this is on a Saturday. They get to dress up. They look forward to that. Uh, now they're presenting their lessons that they've put together in front of their counselors. Uh, that's the younger guys. Here are the older guys. You can see on the very back row all the counselors sitting back there wanting to be selected to be the speaker for the Sunday morning assembly. And so two of them were picked. Keep in mind, you've never preached a sermon before in your life. And, uh, <clears throat> and your first audience is 250 people. Yeah, that's the assembly uh, that Sunday morning. Here's the um, whole group, about 60 of us in all. The, the young, I mean, the older guys, uh, Byron was in charge of them with uh, Brother Benny being his assistant. Uh, the younger guys, Brother Darwin in charge of them with uh, Brother Neval uh, being his assistant. These are the two young men that were selected to speak and uh, just everything went very well. These are counselors. These here are cooks. And here are the two young men uh, that were elected to be the campers of the year and they are elected by their peers. And so we're very proud of them. And we're looking forward to June of 2018 of having our, <clears throat> I'm losing my voice, having our fifth annual Future Preachers Camp. So please uh, keep that in your prayers. Now here's another opportunity where you can come to Guatemala. We have teams. This year we'll have a team in June. We'll have a team in July. Uh, this team came to us uh, in July of last year. And we have people from Kentucky, let's say Kentucky, Texas, uh, Indianapolis, Indiana, Los Angeles, California. You'll normally come for 10 days. You'll have an opportunity to come and serve. Normally, you come in on Thursday. Friday is an excursion day. And then uh, Friday night, you will come into one of our homes to have dinner, spend some time with some of the members of the congregation. Uh, they're actually here in my home having dinner. Then we play Jenga. How many of you played Jenga before? <clears throat> it brings out the worst in you, don't it? And, and, it, and you have an this has become a competition between the men and the women. And <clears throat> they play rough, okay? And every year when the men win, we talk about it for months, how good we are and what a good job we've done. We even put three or four slides in the presentation, but as you can see, there's no other slides about it this year, so you know we didn't do well. But <clears throat> you have an opportunity to really get to know the family there. Saturday and Sunday, you'll be involved in some type of activity with the local congregation. They did a seminar on teachers, trying to encourage people to become teachers in the teachers program. And <clears throat> here is uh, Brother um, Jeff from, he's from Texas. Uh, now, Brother Jeff is actually from Kentucky. Brother Greg, you saw first, uh, from, uh, from Texas. Sister Candace actually taught our ladies, and she's being translated by Ashley. Sister Coella is actually from Texas as well, and she taught a special seminar for our ladies, teaching them how to use the things that they already have to teach the children. And so they were very appreciative of that. So here is special classes for the children as well. A bilingual worship service on Sunday morning, uh, you'll be a part of that. Brother uh, uh, Greg, is, Brother Jeff is actually preaching uh, the sermon on Sunday morning with Brother Byron translating for him. 
Sister Lisa teaching her ladies, doing Bible class. Again, special classes for the children. So you have an opportunity to use your talents, teaching, preaching, uh, working in various ways uh, with the congregation there. You also we will take you to one of our local hospitals. Trust me, once you see the medical care we have in Guatemala, you will not complain about the medical care that you have here in the States. You will know that you are blessed, but we have an opportunity to take care packages. Uh, we have an opportunity to spend time with the patients, praying with the patients, seeing what their needs are, setting up Bible studies, inviting them to worship. And so here they are <clears throat> visiting on the uh, maternity unit, visiting here with uh, some of the ladies here. This is Saturday and Sunday. Monday, Tuesday, and Wednesday, and sometimes part of Thursday, you'll be involved in some type of service project. They actually, they actually chose to go work in a public school. This school is located in an area called the POS. Peace in English, but there's everything except peace in this area. In fact, this area is so infested with gangs and with just bad people, you cannot go there at night. During the day, it's, it's safe uh, to be there. But they chose to work in this public school. Uh, the school let us know the items uh, that they needed. Normally, they wanted us to raise this wall because when school is not in session, the gang members, the other bad people of the town, they actually throw rocks into the school, breaking out all the windows. They actually break into the school, break up all the furniture and all the stuff like that in the school. So they wanted us to raise the wall and put in windows and things like that. Here's the team working. They did a super job. They got the wall raised, and <clears throat> here they are with some of the children. The school has about 1,000 students, okay? It's an elementary school in the morning time. It's a high school in the afternoon time, and they have about 1,000 students. They have room for about 400 students. How overcrowded it is. And so here they are doing some painting, working again to raise the wall. Rebarb, everything is done by hand. We don't have a bunch of machines and all the stuff like that. Meeting with one of the directors of the school. She's the director of the session in the afternoon. As a result of the team being there, she's actually studying in our English program. And so we're blessed and we'll talk about that in just a moment. We feed you well. These three ladies uh, actually every day would come to the church building, uh, bring lunch, and they would go down, the team would go down and work. Then they would come up, have lunch, and then they would go back down and work. Uh, we did not have a picture of the finished product, but yet they did a super job. So June of 2018, we have a team coming. June, I mean, June the 13th or so for about 10 days. July the 5th through July the 14th, we have a team coming. And you can come and be a part of that team. How many of you can come in June or July? I got enough material, no problem. Okay, here we go. Seriously, think about it. If you, can become, if you can come and be a part of it, please, please come and be a part of it. How many of you speak English? At least some form of it. Maybe Tennessean or something like that. This is an opportunity where you can come and actually use your native tongue to teach the gospel. It's called World English Institute. We have two groups that came last year, two groups that will come this year. You're there for two weeks. You are using your native tongue to help people perfect their English. All of your students speak English, so you do not have to speak Spanish to be a part of this program. But you're using English to teach 
You're teaching the verbs, adverbs, nouns, and all the stuff like that, but you're using the Bible as your primary textbook. So you're actually sharing the gospel. We had uh, our first team, uh, three, the Mordecai, three, uh, three different areas. Uh, the Mordecainans are from Connecticut, the Bannisters from Washington State, uh, Anna Pride from over here in Nashville, Tennessee. You actually come in, you have one student for about one hour, you have seven students a day. Your schedule normally runs like in the morning time from 9 o'clock to 12 o'clock, you have three students. 12 o'clock until 3 o'clock, you take a three-hour lunch break. 3 o'clock to 7 o'clock, you have four more students. So your goal is, of course, helping them perfect their English, but you are sharing the gospel with them, and they know that. They know that the main textbook is the Bible, and we've seen several conversions uh, from this program. Uh, this is kind of the setup. World English Institute, they have some very, um, very professionally done workbooks. So if you can get away for about two weeks in the summer, uh, consider coming and using, again, your native tongue uh, to teach English. Our second team, they were from, the Westerns are from Ashland, Oregon, and the Sanders are from Bacaville, California. And so the same setup where they come and they teach uh, English using the Bible. So again, 2018, last two weeks of July, the first two weeks of August, we're going to have teams to come. So if you would like to come, see me uh, at the end, and I'll give you information how to get in touch with who's in charge of those teams. I won't ask how many of you are volunteer to come because I, I don't have enough material to go to four hours I have already. Okay, and so, but well, I mean, let me share with you real quickly some special ministries, and this is especially Snashana. Even though she's been very sick, she's uh, worked a lot, especially with some of the young ladies. We see Dina. Dina is actually the daughter of our, the cook for the school. Dina was not a Christian at the time the photo was taken. And Vanessa is actually Byron's cousin. Vanessa actually ran away from home. She ran away with her math professor, who was about three times her age. After she saw everything in the news and saw her picture and all the stuff, uh, they turned themselves in. Uh, she came back home. They asked us to come in and try to help Vanessa. Snajana come in and has, <clears throat> has been helping there. Vanessa, we, you, in fact, you're going to see Vanessa in just a moment. Gabriella is Vanessa's sister. I've uh, been working some with her. Vanessa and Gabriella, their mother is an Aaron member of the church, okay? But she has four children, Vanessa and Gabriella being two of them. Four children, neither of the children have the same father. They all are from different fathers, okay? The man that she was living with is not the father of any of the four children. So you can see what kind of home life uh, that Vanessa and <clears throat> Gabriella had. And so here is um, uh, Isabel. She's working with her. And you're going um, to see these people again in just a moment. I'm going to talk with you just a few moments about the school. And that's ITL. This is where we do most of our work, training preachers. Here are the full-time five <clears throat> staff members. Here is, uh, could somebody give me some water, please, if you don't mind? Uh, here, I need, for, for the next four hours, I'm going to be up here. Okay, <laughs> thank you. Bring about a gallon, if you don't mind. Okay. And here's uh, Leslie. Leslie is our full-time secretary. Lorena, at the time this picture was taken, not a Christian, but uh, she is our full-time cook. We have two programs. We have a Saturday program. That's where people can actually come every Saturday 
from 2.30 until 6. We have the program for three years, and uh, they can come. These are people who already work in the church, can't quit their jobs, but come every Saturday uh, to enhance uh, their Bible knowledge. We have a goal of having 15 students in this program. And uh, right now we have about 11 students that are studying. So here are some of the students in the Saturday program. We have a, <clears throat> a full-time program where we work with Bear Valley Bible Institute out of Denver. And so our goal is to have 10 students uh, in this program. When this picture was taken, we had five. We started with six. We, were, we unfortunately had to dismiss three of those students. And so right now we have uh, three students that are studying. And so they're getting ready to graduate in uh, March. We have short course teachers. That's teachers that come and teach for one week. Uh, Brother Lindo Mitchell from Texas. Now you see the screens behind them. We also have video conferencing. And that's where <clears throat> teachers who cannot come from the States to Guatemala, but yet they can teach uh, via video conferencing. And we're very privileged to have that. Bill Stewart, teaching marriage and the family from Denver. Carrie Williams is actually from Michigan, uh, teaching uh, one of our courses. Denton Landon from North Carolina, teaching one of the courses. We also have brothers that come from Latin America. Uh, this is Brother Cesar Tabula uh, from Honduras, and he's teaching in the course as well. Our students, uh, we try to give them the best training uh, that we possibly can. Uh, they have an opportunity to do seven campaigns uh, while they're there. Thank you, brother. Appreciate it. Okay, I think I can go the next four hours without any, any problem. Okay, and so here they are getting ready to go on a campaign. Now, here are the funds we need to, to run the school, and this is, uh, of course, if we have a full 10-student body. And on the table, what do you call it here, foyer or foyer? What? Foyer? Okay, good, because I called it foyer somewhere, and somebody came out and corrected me, and they said, we call it foyer. I said, okay, okay, so, <laughs> but the room in the back, there is a table to the right as you go out. On that table, there's some literature. There are little, there are little uh, uh, keychain holders, there are ink pens. Please take those items. Consider being a part of the work if you can. Take the keychain holders, take the pens. As you use those, let it remind you to pray for the work, pray for the missionaries in Guatemala. But that's on the table as you go out the back. There is um, another way you can adopt a student. And here uh, you can become a part of a student's life. $50 a month, uh, and that's on the brochures in the back. If you travel a lot, uh, you can also donate miles. And uh, donate miles to the work, we use that to transport our students, our staff, uh, for, to various countries uh, for various activities. We're just a small school in Guatemala, but yet the Lord is using that school to make a difference in the Spanish-speaking world. Uh, what you see, these pop-ups here, these are where we presently have graduates all the way from Guatemala down to the country of Paraguay. So the Lord is blessing the work, and we're proud of that. As I close the presentation, I'd like to share with you some of the additions that we've had to the family. And I like, we have, we've had several, but I can share with you a few of them. Jonathan and Gabriella, met, you saw earlier where we have our banquet uh, for the lectureship at one of the nice hotels. He was one of the servants there, and I had an opportunity to, to befriend him, had some opportunity to do some Bible studies with him. All of a sudden, Jonathan disappeared off the radar, and nobody knew where he was. 
but he showed up again at Linda Vista last year, 2017, and showed up with his girlfriend. As we were hugging him, Jonathan told me, Jonathan said, several years ago you tried to share with me the gospel. And he said, I wasn't ready. He says, but I'm ready now. Had an opportunity to teach him some more, and then they made a decision to be baptized into Christ. The Sunday they were baptized, when we opened the baptistry, there was no water, okay? It had, the baptistry had, had a leak that took place between Wednesday and Sunday. What do you do here in the States? You just turn the water on. You don't do that in Linda Vista. Why? Because in Linda Vista, they get running water two times a week. When they get the running water, they get it for about two hours. So that's when they try to catch it in barrels and all the stuff like that. So we, we went running around trying to find water. They finally, we got enough water to set them down in the baptistry and baptize them. And you see those big jugs? Those are actually jugs of drinking water, okay? So they decided to put that in the water to raise the water level, okay? And then somebody said, but now once we put them back in the water, their feet might come up. Somebody came up with the genius idea of putting those heavy jugs on their ankles. Yeah. All I can say is they might be in pain, but they're having their sins washed away. Okay? And so where there's a will, there's a way. Mario was baptized into Christ, and we've worked with him for almost 11 years. And finally see him obey the gospel. More says from the Future Preachers Camp. Baptized into Christ as well. And so he's just an active soul winner right now, bringing his friends, bringing his family to Christ. Uh, Vanessa, you saw her earlier. Well, now Vanessa is your sister in Christ. And uh, Vanessa is worshiping at a congregation in Canalitos, her and her sister Gabrielle. And here she is pictured after her baptism. Uh, Dina, you saw Dina earlier. Well, Dina is now your sister in Christ as well. Gabriella, you saw Gabriella earlier. Gabriella is now your sister in Christ. Gabriella and Vanessa, uh, they have been working on their mother. Their mother has now left the man that she was living with. She is now attending the services once again. Please, her name is, her name is Catherine. Uh, please keep her in your prayers uh, that she'll be restored uh, back to the body. But you see the example of Gabriella and Vanessa at work. Lorena, our cook, was not a Christian when you saw all the pictures earlier. And uh, just in December, her and her husband, David, uh, made the decision, and uh, they were baptized uh, into Christ as well. And here's some late breaking news, okay? I feel like I'm Fox News or something like that, okay? Late breaking news. This came from Francisco, the gentleman I told you about earlier, up in Santa Cruz. He has been working so hard, and he wanted you to know that just recently, two other souls were added to the kingdom, and that's Carlos Gomez and his wife, Maria Elena de Gomez. Uh, they both were added uh, to the kingdom there in Santa Cruz. So you have seen very quickly how the Lord has blessed the work in 2017, You've seen, Lord willing, some of the things we're planning to do in 2018. And we're hoping that some of you from this congregation will decide to be a part of the work. We're hoping some of you will decide to come and visit the work, uh, come and see it firsthand, and uh, be blessed uh, by meeting your church family in another land, and that land called Guatemala, Central America. 
Tonight, as we close, you've seen the presentation of Guatemala. If I would ask the question right now, if I asked you, what do you think is the greatest need in Guatemala from the presentation that you've seen, I would probably get various answers. You've seen the poverty. We have a lot of poverty. In fact, in Guatemala, 95% of the wealth is controlled by 2% of the people. Everybody else, very, very, very poor. So you would say, well, there's the greatest problem might be the poverty. You've heard me use the word gangs. You've heard me use the word bad people. Some of you might would say, well, the greatest problem there probably is the gangs. They need to do something about that. They need to do something about the gangs so the people will have a safer place to walk, safer places to live. I would get various, various answers. But church, the real answer to that is our greatest problem in Guatemala is the same greatest problem you have here in the land of plenty. The very same problem you have here in a land that is so blessed. You say, Brother High, then what is that problem? Well, that problem is a very small word, and it's a three-letter word. And you probably know what that word is already, and that word is what? It's sin. Sin. Our goal one day and your goal one day is to spend an eternity with God. Am I right? To spend forever and ever and ever in a place that's prepared for us called heaven. Am I right? Do you know you can go to heaven and be poor? Do you know you can go to heaven and, and, and have, having lived with all kind of gang problems? But you cannot darken the doors of heaven if you haven't taken care of your sin problem. Isaiah chapter 59 verses 1 and 2 reminds us as, as it talks about God's hands. It says that God's hands are not so, they're not so short that he can't reach out and save us. The Bible says that, that God's ears, are, they're not so heavy that he can't hear us. But the Bible says that our sins and our iniquities have separated us from God. Sin's a problem. We move over into the book of Romans. Romans chapter 3, verse 23, we find there, most of us know that, that verse by heart, it says, all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Sin is a problem for all. Guatemala, the United States, Germany, and any other place you can mention. We come over into Romans chapter 6, verse 23, and we find there, the wages of sin is what, church? death, an eternal separation from God. That's the greatest problem. So tonight, tonight we close with an invitation. And it's an invitation that comes from God. 
And we hear the Lord saying to us, we hear the Lord saying, All ye who are weary and are heavy laden, come to me, and I will give you rest. Tonight, there might be someone in this audience that you're burdened with the sin problem. Maybe someone who haven't, you haven't obeyed the gospel. You can come tonight believing that he is, Hebrews chapter 11, verse 6. You can come tonight and repent of your sins, Acts chapter 2, verse 38, Luke chapter 13, verses 3, verses 5. You can come tonight and you can make that sweet confession that you believe that Jesus Christ is God's Son. When Jesus said he was the Son of God, they killed him. You and I, we can make that sweet confession. It brings us closer to eternal life. Romans chapter 10, verses 9 and 10. You can come tonight and you can be buried with him in the watery grave of baptism. You can go down an old person. You can come up a brand new person. That person is called a Christian. You can come in contact with the blood. You can come in contact and know your sins are washed away. Come up a brand new Christian. Romans chapter 6, verses 3 and 4. Maybe you're a Christian and you haven't been faithful or you, just, you haven't been serving the Lord or you've, you've just been guilty of living in sin tonight. If there's anyone here that needs to come, sin's the problem. Sin's the problem. And in response to the invitation of the Lord is the answer. Anyone need to come to Jesus tonight? If so, we invite you to do so as together we stand to sing the song to encourage you.
Do we have any announcements that we need to have made? There's nothing further. We want to definitely make sure that we visit with our guests and thank them for the amazing job that they've done. Brother Jones, it was, it was amazing. Matt, you need to you need to talk to Mr. Jones and learn some uh, techniques on telling jokes. <laughs> I think he might be able to help you out on the game. There's nothing further. If you would, we'll sing Sing and Be Happy. If the skies above you are gray, you are feeling so blue. If your cares and burdens seem great all the way through, there's a silver line that shines in the heavenly land. Look by faith and see, my friend, trust in His promises. Before we close in prayer, just a reminder, we have our monthly youth devotional following um, this prayer downstairs, and we have a guest speaker for that as well. Um, Zach Ford will be speaking at that devotional, so if you don't have anywhere to be after services, stay with us and enjoy some food and fellowship for that as well. Let us pray. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and all its wonderful many blessings. Thank you for allowing us to gather here today and learn and study more about your word, dear Heavenly Father. Be with us as we go throughout our everyday walks of life. Help us to always do what you've asked us to do, dear Heavenly Father. Dear Heavenly Father, be with Brother Jones as he goes throughout and does his work in Guatemala. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you for sending your Son to die on the cross for our sins. And it's in your Son's Jesus' name we pray. Amen.